<laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to The Narrow Gate. This is Orly, your host again, and this is episode 30 of The Narrow Gate. So this time I have a beautiful guest with me. Her name is Lynn, and she is from Hanoi. So I met Lynn last week only at a church here in Hanoi, and she very kindly um uh, invited me to the Bible study that she was attending, which we both went to on Thursday, and we went for lunch on Sunday. So I've been getting to know her, and she has agreed to um, uh, have this interview today. So Lynn is a wonderful person, and getting to know her a little bit more, and you're going to love her story. So um, let me introduce her first. So Lynn is from Hanoi here, and she's 24 years of age. Um, her parents live here in Hanoi, and she has one younger sister. So Lynn was in um, speaks perfect English um, and lived in Canada for three years during the COVID time. So that was from 2018 to 21. And um, so she's here with me now, and we're just going to start. But uh, I just want to uh, let the listeners know that um, this um, interview is really about Lynn's journey of exploring Christianity. We're not saying that she is um, actually a Christian yet, but she was going to just tell you where she's at with that, um, and we will explore it with her in the interview. So, um, um, hi, Lynn. Let's just begin. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How great. are you? I'm great. Thank you. And thanks for coming to my house here mm. today. So, um, I just want to, before we get into your story, if you don't mind, um, could you tell us a little bit about your background with your family? Because you grew up in an atheist family um, and you have only recently discovered Christianity. So could you just give us a little background about your family and what it was like growing up in um, as an atheist? Mm. Um, so my family, they are in Hanoi. So I was born here. And uh, growing up in an atheist family, I think um, I... Because, you know, the people around me, they are atheists. People in, the, in my neighbor, they are atheists. My friends are atheists or at least Buddhists. So I think that there is, at least in, in Vietnam, there is, um, there are not that many differences between being a Buddhist and being atheist. So we kind of homogenize those terms. Um, but the entire time growing up as an atheist, like I didn't really have anything to to compare it to like I didn't have Christian friends to compare it to but um you know as always we we never talked about God he never came into the equation never mentioned about him uh he we never had any conversations regarding beliefs or faith or religion um in my family we we believe that religions are they are not necessary by default. So it never occurred to me. Um, I never challenged my atheist beliefs. I never uh, questioned like where I came from and why I'm here or the or why I or why I should, for example, like um, treat people with kindness or where humanity comes from, you know, etc. But only when I went to Canada, that is when everything changed. Um, because, you know, like moving to a country, it was very, very stressful. Yes. Like you get to 
Like you have to adapt, you have to get used to to the new environment. Even the smallest things, like you know, knowing how to cross a road or knowing where to buy your your groceries, it can add up、um, with the stress,、yes. with the pressure, with the tension. And after three years, I got into a very bad mental state,、um, and I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety at the end of my third year in university.、Okay. Um, and I did try to work with my mental health because, like, I wanted to graduate and I wanted to to stay in Canada.、Um, I did everything I could, you know, like reading self help books,、mm-hmm. exercise, meditate. You know, reading about philosophy, and eventually getting,、um, you know, seeking medical help,、um, talking to my therapist, taking medication. But you know, after all of that, nothing really worked.、Mm-hmm. So I think that that was the rupture in my life. That was like my life turned upside down,、mm-hmm. and and I got really sick. Like I got really, really bad. To the point where I started having, like, I got really paranoid, and I was very fearful. Like, I constantly lived in fear, twenty four seven, and every day I woke up, it was absolutely painful.、Um, like, I cried myself to sleep, and I, and the next morning, I woke up, and I thought, you know, like, I'm still alive. So, what is the point? It was very, very depressed.、Uh, it was very depressing.、Mm-hmm. Um, and when I hit my lowest point, I. Actually, had this very weird experience.、Uh, it was not the main point. It was not the reason for my conversion, but it definitely started it.、Mm-hmm. Um, so one night, it was after New Year. It was during the winter, or at least,、uh, or at least early spring.、Um, it was like eleven p.m., and I was sitting in my dorm room as always, and I was struggling to sleep. And I started having a lot of suicidal thoughts, and you know that is the very dangerous thing when you are depressed and you are alone. Your mind starts running wild, and、um, I started having these crazy thoughts, and I could not shut them. Like like I could not shut them up,、um, and I was in immense pain. And what I did was I did something that I never thought that I would do. I started praying,、um, and. I started praying to whoever that is out there. I did not even have any, you know, concept of of God, of of who He is, of what He does.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I I prayed and I said,、um, you know, God. Well, that is how Bill was because that is. What people name him, so I call him like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>、um, so I said, God. I'm really tired, and I don't, and 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 I don't know what to do, and I want to get better. And after I pray that, and I and I was sat quietly on my bed, and something took over me.、Mm-hmm. It was just a very weird feeling. For three years, I struggling with sleeping. I could not sleep. Like I never, like I did not sleep well for more than three years. But when I pray that, a sense of You know, something just took over me, and so is so weird. I never felt so fulfilled and so happy and so complete and so safe in my entire life. Wow! And it lasted、amazing. for one to two minutes only. It did not last long.、Okay. But after 
the prayer that I, you know, after saying that prayer, Mm -hmm. that was the first time I was able to go to sleep at night. And I, and I slept like a baby. Wow. But it did not just help me sleep. Mm -hmm. Something changed in me that night. Mm -hmm. Um, Something was revealed to me that, Mm -hmm. you know, everything that we are going through, it's just um, like, we are just souls walking on this planet. And the best way to, to describe it is that when you, like after you watch a movie, there's a casting list and you will see who plays what role, whose character that, you know, whose character that is. Um, And that kind of triggers something. And after that night, I went on this journey of trying to explain what happened to me that night. And also with, uh, with an aim to cure my mental health, to improve my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that conversion, I'm sorry, a- after that night, I started, you know, doing more research about God. And I, and I did not even know why I was, like, I became so suddenly interested. Um, and the first time in my life, I started talking about God. And I never, and I did not have any idea of who he is, like where, like where to start. Like the concept of God was so, so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and fast forward, like a few months later, I went back to Hanoi because of COVID that was like during the lockdown. Yeah. And um, I just went back to my normal life, you know, like got a job, started working. And what happens is that... Um, during that that period, I started thinking more about my future. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about um, what I want to do regarding my job, regarding my family, and how I would raise my family, how I would raise my kids. Okay. And based on my own experience, based on my own observation, I said to myself, you know, this whatever that is going on, this world is not suitable for raising children, for raising families. There's something that is deeply wrong um, about this. And what is the best way for me to raise a family? What is the best way for me to, you know, like, like I want to learn about marriage. Where should I start? And so I did research online and the materials that I read, majority of them are actually from Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was my first encounter with Christian materials or Christian books or uh, podcasts or whatever that is. Um, and I noticed that only Christians talk about marriage, secular people, not so much. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, that, that that's something that I noticed. And, and, yeah. uh, and I really liked uh, what they talk about like their way of thinking, their belief when it comes to Christian marriage. But there's only one thing that I just could not wrap around my mind. Why do they continue talking about God in marriage? Like they always say, you know, like, like I always pray to God. I like, I want, like God is, 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 is the center of our marriage. I did not get that. Like, Mm. like I was trying to negotiate. I said, okay, like I agree with a lot of things that you Mm. say, you know, like, like, Marriage is supposed to be between one man and one woman, yes. and the man should be the headship of the household. But what is that all about? Like, like why God needs to be involved in this? Like, I don't really get it. And I thought that was um, 
that which is a personal thing, that which is the mm. personal preference. Mm. Um, so that is also another reason why uh, that was how I I encounter Christianity. Another personal reason is that um, during COVID, this sounds a little bit controversial, but during COVID, um, and also this has to do with the political and social circumstance back then, like in like in three years. When I went to Canada, Trump was the president. It was during Trump presidency. Okay, yeah. And mm-hmm. whether you like him or not, mm-hmm. it's obvious that he had such a huge impact, especially on Canada. And the entire nation was like in hot oil because of him. So every every single subject, every single course that I was taking, they had to mention about him at some point. Um, and then COVID hit. And this, this is the very crazy part. I fell into this rabbit hole because of COVID. And I found out some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff about, you know, some crazy things that's been going on in this world. And I was still an atheist back then. Yeah. Even though like I was seeking for God for, um, you know, to, to help me with, with my mental illness. But when I, when I fell into that deep, when I fell into that deep black hole, um, I saw things that I, that, you know, normal people cannot wrap their, their mind around. And when I saw that, it's not just about conspiracy theories. It's something that's been going on um, in the shadow for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I listened to some people. It has to. It has to do with human trafficking. It has to do with uh, children. It has to do with like child sacrifice, and it has to do with like Hollywood and all kinds of crazy stuff. And at first, I thought, okay, this might be just like a, you know, just like crazy things that just happen between religious people and it doesn't have anything to do with me because I'm an atheist Mm -hmm. but the more I dig deep into it there was a point when I had to even say to myself I said okay this is not about me anymore Mm -hmm. I had to choose my side it's not about atheism it's not just about Christianity it's not about what party that was because you know because of doing Trump presidency they were arguing that there was like a political war between the left and the right, yes. especially in America. Yes. And that also uh, affected Canada as well, and then England and, and every and, and other countries. Um, and when I realized that, I said, you know, this is not about me. This is not about, I'm an atheist. I don't have anything to do with this. And that's when it occurred to me that we always have to make a choice eventually. The problem is that we choose what side we are on. Like, do we choose um, the good side or or do we choose the bad side? Okay. Because what happened... So a divide between yeah. good and evil? Yeah, exa- exactly. Because what, hap- because what happened, it occurred to me that it's not just bad. It's evil. It's so, so, so evil. And I could see the reason why people don't pay attention to it because it's too evil mm-hmm. for normal people yeah. to wrap their mind. Yeah, too dark. Yeah, so people have this tendency that they tend to, you know, dig their head into the sand and then just ignore that it never happened and go back to their normal life. Yes. 
Um, and they think that just and 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 they think that because they take themselves out of the equation, that means they don't have anything to do with it. They don't have to take any responsibility. Yes. But eventually, we will be judged, and we have to choose our side. And because I saw the evil,、mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, if evil does exist, then good must be exist. If the devil does exist, then God must exist somehow."、Mm-hmm. So that is also another reason why I continue. You know my journey、Search. of 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 searching for God,、mm. and go back to the second reason. You know, having a family, raising kids. Yeah, I had some self examination, self reflection about my past life, and I gotta say that after like twenty five years、mm. or twenty four years, I did not, I don't like who I became, and I knew that there is some deep issues that I want to solve, that I want to. Deal with, but I didn't know how to start.、Um, I try everything; nothing worked. And I said, "There are some baggage. There are some deep problems that I need to solve before I start a family."、Mm-hmm. And by that time, I met my boyfriend, and he's actually the first Christian that I have that I have ever met. I have met some. I, well, I have talked to some people who claim to be Christians, but they. Just because, like, they went to Catholic school, but they never lived one day as as Christian before. Yeah, they still live like secular people. Yes. But when I met him,、um, I had some questions. I had, you know, like I asked him if he believed in God, and then he told me that he's a Protestant. And I asked him about Jesus, about Christ, about the Bible, and slowly I decided to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the first story that I've read in the Bible is the Genesis, and as soon as I read the Genesis, especially about you know when Jesus created Adam and Eve, and then the fall happened, everything occurred to me that what we are going through right now regarding you know divorce rate, abortion,、um, why families fall apart, that's because we go against God's law. That's because it goes against God. So chaos will happen as a result. Chaos, yeah. Yeah,、um, and that shocked me because I thought, how come I did not know about this before? Like this is the answer for everything. Like the reason why we are where where we are right now because we because we disobeyed. Yeah, exactly because of our disobey because our disobedience.、Um, and I kept reading about Cain and Abel, and as I as I continued reading the Bible, it got more personal. Personal, which means I felt convicted. I felt compelled to fix, you know, to deal with my past.、Mm. I cannot continue making excuses anymore, and I cannot say, "Oh, that like was my past life," or,、um, or it was just, you know, like I was doing my thing, or like like you do you. Like most, that is、yeah. the most secular f- philosophy that we see. Oh yeah, be your true self. <laughs> exactly, it's a kind of no moral standard、yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. So. I felt compelled to confess and to repent. And when God revealed it to me, why you cannot have sex before marriage, for example,、mm-hmm. which I committed,、um, I realized that it's not just about saving yourself from marriage. It's not just like this, just like this, this cliche belief that, that that people think. Oh, you know, you know what? It's so outdated already. It's like twenty first century already. Like why? Like whoever does that anymore? <laughs> But there's a reason for that. Yeah, go on. Yeah. So so there's a reason for that. And I realized that the way that I lived,、um, it's so rebellious 
And the rules that God gave me is not to prevent me from having fun, it's to protect me. And when I realized that having sex before marriage, for example, is not just about receiving pleasure or or to or for a selfish reason, but you sin against God, you sin against your partner, your future partner. And that's when it occurred to me and I and I said, Oh my God, what did I do? What have I done? And I asked God for repentance. And I remember God revealed when when I cried to him and I said, you know, like I very I'm very sorry for what I did. And and I I knew that I was forgiven. But then again, there is this huge responsibility that I should come forward, that I should come clean to my partner. And I reveal it to him about what I did. Um, and fast forward, I continue reading the Bible. But then again, this is this is another another chapter. I I I think that the first period of me learning about Christianity, it was very much uh, deep into the New Age Christianity, not the true Christianity. Like I like I thought, being a Christian means you have to have experience when it comes to God. Like you have to hear things, like you have to see things. But only when I I come across different pastors like uh, Vody Bochum or um, or um, theo- uh, theologians, theologians uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. they explain the Bible, the verses, the stories in the Bible. And that helped me, that has helped me tremendously understanding God's nature. The stories in the Bible, like the story of Joseph, he was sold to Egypt. Yes. And then he, re- and then he was redeemed. He, uh, through him, God redeemed Judah, for instance, or in the New Testament, the story of um, of Matthew, like, like the book of Matthew, Luke, and John. Mm. Um, it pointed to you know, it showed me, it directed to me to to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And when I read the the New Testament about the resurrection. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, like it was very difficult for me to understand about the resurrection. Of course. Yeah, because I thought like first time to hear. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so how could you die and then you come back to life? It's it's so anti-science. <laughs> or, or like exactly. Yeah, for it's, an it's atheist, so yeah. It's, for it's an so, atheist, it's yeah, a big step. Yeah, yeah, it's so unnatural. But when, but only it is when, unnatural. yeah, but only when I study about Jesus Christ and then the resurrection. Everything points to the resurrection. The resurrection is like the spine, is like the heart of, yeah. of, of the gospel. Yeah. Pity some Christians. Yeah. Pity the but Christians then, didn't know yeah. that. But then, you know, when I read the resurrection, that's when I start asking myself, why do I follow God? Why do I accept Christ? What are the reasons for me to accept Christ? I have to study the resurrection. I have to study the Bible from a, from, you know, regarding psychology, uh, history, anthropology, Science, everything, e- even, you know, just using logic. Yes. And, um, and, um, you know, like the more I learn about Jesus Christ, when, like, like, for example, when I read the stories of Jesus calling out the Pharisees, there is a, um, the fact that he called them out, he, Call them hypocrites. Yes. He was challenging very powerful people. Yes. That was the reason why he was crucified. 
And that even confirmed to me that that's that you know what he was saying is worthy to be listened to. Of course. Because because you know when you cut a man's tongue off, you are not proving that that that, that you are that you are right. You're proving that you are afraid of what that man has got to say. So whatever that he's saying, whatever that he's teaching, is worthy for me to to listen to him. But then again, you know, I said to myself, you know, he's he he speaks the truth. But the but you know his his statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. That itself to me, that has been like the map for me to navigate the Christian faith. Very good. Because when I look at the resurrection, I, I still have a lot of questions. Like, did he really come back to life? Did he not? Like, what are the debates go against that argument? Yeah. But I listened to a political commentator talking about Jesus Christ. He said that the reason why Jesus Christ came back to life, besides from the fact that he's the son of God, but also is a statement that he's a truth. And if you notice, you cannot kill the truth. Whatever you do, the truth will come back to life yes, eventually. It yes. doesn't matter what you do. You bury it, you torture it, you crucify it. It will come back to life because Amen. he is the truth. Amen. So, um, yeah. So since then, I said, you know, even though I have doubts, but I still put faith in you because you are the truth then. Mm-hmm. And even if I cannot prove that the resurrection happen based on my own eyes or I saw it or I talked to the people who saw it but I have faith yes because of you know the fact that the that the disciples die they accepted a very horrible like horrible death he showed up in front of 500 people the women and then the disciples right and also the teachings the way that he lived when he was being crucified he did not curse the people who crucified him but rather he said father loves them uh, father for, forgive them, them for for what they do for for they do not know what they're doing mm. um and the resurrection is actually the foundation for me to learn the bible amen because yes, even if great. even if i don't understand what he's teaching like yes. for example i have a lot of confusion when it comes to like the story of the canaanite women uh the um, the parable regarding like the wedding and then yeah. the, the vineyard. Yeah. I still say, okay, you are the truth. I just don't understand it yet, but I still have faith in you. Amen. And, you know, that is how my story, um, that is how my conversion happened. My God, that, isn't that <laughs> wonderful? Wow. <laughs> Lord, my gosh. I am just blessed because I haven't heard it in this detail. As I said, we only met last Sunday. So now she's told me that she has actually committed her life to Christ. So we should all be celebrating. Hallelujah. (laughs) Do you know that if you give your life to Christ, that means the angels are rejoicing in heaven. So the angels are rejoicing Mm. in heaven. The Bible was saying that. So I am just amazed, Ling, how you have such an understanding of the gospel from the angle that you came from and where you came from with questioning, with depression, like questioning, questioning, questioning. I'm also saying it to you and the yeah. listeners because 
we have people who call themselves Christians have heard it all their life and they mm. don't have any conviction in their spirit mm. to confess their sin to their partner if they were cheating to confess their sin to God and change their life and decide to, you know uh, not to for example sleep with someone before marriage and but there's many other things so and the point the fact that you're pointing to the resurrection as a starting point and faith is um, it's the best way. I mean, I think anybody in your situation, that would be a great place to start. But the fact that you're choosing faith and you're choosing to believe based on what you've read so far and your knowledge so far, and it seems to make some sort of sense to you, I think it's, it's powerful. Can I just ask you about the resurrection? What is it about the resurrection that has caught your attention of as being the center point of Christianity, which I agree with. Mm. But I'd like to know, how did that catch your attention? Um, like I said, I like we should go back to what Jesus said, the way I am the way, the truth and the life. So when he mentioned the truth, if you have lived as a secular, as an atheist for a long time, and then you realize that you've been lied to most of your life, I think that you will be more committed to the truth, that you will be like you will you know die hard you will die hard too to find out the truth and especially from my own origin because i was born and raised in a communist country yes i'm so familiar with doctrines with ideologies so i thought this also has to do with my understanding when it comes to politics yes because most people that is the very common thing that's been going on for the last probably 10 for 15 years or so, maybe longer. People in my country, they tend to have this mentality that, oh, like you, I come from a communist country. I want to find a better life. So what is the answer for that? Capitalism. But because I have lived in capitalist country for three years, I realized that the answer for communism is not capitalism because they are two faces of the same coin. So I, I tried to find an answer in politics. It did not satisfy me. I tried to answer in atheism. It did not satisfy me. Atheism is actually very flawed when I realized that atheism actually steal a lot of beliefs, of, of, of understanding, of ideas from Christianity. Like, for example, marriage, life, human rights. Human rights is not just an, like an invention invented by the UN after the Second World War. It's been going on for decades, if you read the Bible. Mm. Um, so... I noticed that I've been lied to regarding a lot of things, family, value, marriage, um, the innate value of a human being, why I should respect a human being besides from the fact that that person preferred me to do it. Um, so when Jesus said that I'm the way, the truth and the life, at first I thought that was very arrogant. That's a very bold statement. But when he said, I am the truth, that slowly, you know, because I have done uh, studies about that I realized that the truth there the, the truth is so important because that is a foundation for your for everything will be built upon mm. we are so wrong when we think that the truth is relative is is subjective like there is your truth there is my truth there is no ultimate truth so that is the reason why we are living in such a chaotic world today because we are we have been lied to we are confused and as a result, chaos happened. And I see the current situation that we are in 
because people are so deep into the lies, it gives the enemy an opportunity to control us even more. Because we are lied, because we are lied to, chaos happened. We are confused. We, we, we believe that we need to be controlled in order to lead to freedom. Uh, so that's why I think you know. So what is the best answer in this case? Like when you see wars, you see famine, you see broken homes, you see more men in prison, we see more abortion, and we are you know just continue debating about ra- about racism, about. Social injustice, about uh, economical injustice, about uh, discrimination. We think that the answer for that is more institution, more government, more governmental control, more prison, more regulations, more bills. But the truth is that if we know how to, but if we just come back to God, we know the truth. That actually itself will lead us to freedom, and freedom, and the road to life is freedom. So I am the way, the truth, and 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 the life. And every single time I try to debate with myself about a teaching, that you know about um, a teaching um, in the New Testament. I and and whenever I have doubts, I always go back to that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, something is so powerful yes. about that. Yeah, the bold statement. Yeah. Imagine yeah. saying, "I am the way, the yeah. truth, and the life." It yeah. is. It is. They say, "Is he arrogant?" You know, is they he say a he, lunatic? Yeah, is he, yeah. C.S. Lewis. Is he a liar? Is yeah. or or is he God? So I did exactly. try to who answer that. Who would be that. so bold? Is he yeah. a lunatic? This man who thinks he's everything. You know, it sounds arrogant, but yeah. there. So yeah, so you you have to go down that road. Mm-hmm. It, is this man who he says he is? Yeah. And Jesus says to his disciples, mm-hmm. "Who do you say that I am?" Yeah, and they are looking and they're following him and they're wondering, <laughs> "Well, who are you?" You know. So he challenges people, "Well, who do you say I am?" Mm. So he, the Great I Am, he's called the Great I Am. God mm. is called the Great I Am. Mm. So like, the more you go into it, the more you're just going to get excited because the Great I Am. What is I am? I am is just be, just I am. Wow, the verb to be. Wow, that's amazing. Be, and everyone's do, do, do. All I have to do is be, be, be. Like you'll have fun with it because you're asking. And and I kind of speak out to the listeners as well as Mm. we're talking. um, What you're doing is excellent. Your questions are right. You're asking the right questions. And people Mm. are just falling into the negativity, the negativity. We've been around those circles of, yeah, yeah, racism is this and uh, abortion is that. And we, we've we had these debates and we know that they're only causing more fighting. Mm. And um, so your awareness is just amazing. So, yes, I am the way, the truth and the life. I think that's a great place to begin and it's amazing how you went through the bible and you found those things for yourself there is a problem the reason people are not finding god is they're not looking they're not searching so instead of if we went back to you back in your uh, dorm or wherever you were living when you got depressed in canada Mm -hmm. if you see many young people around the world when they get to that point Some people go to drugs. Mm. Some people take alcohol. Some people take their own life. And they, you know, it can get very, very dark and they never find. Others go out in the other way looking for ambition. And then others go through sexual relationship after relationship. And 
that's really damaging as well. So you have made a good choice. So it, it's it's just amazing that God found you that way. Um, and um, so you did have an experience mm-hmm. which had kind of led to some healing. Uh, you said you had that very short two-minute experience, but then you started to sleep well. Mm-hmm. And then you start to get a curiosity about God and then you started to get a hunger for the Bible and then you met your boyfriend who's Christian so a lot of things start happening after that moment and um, how would you just sum up that moment again because that kind of and I remember when we had our lunch last Sunday you talked about a dream yes that is is that relevant to this story that now? wasn't even a dream that was me still being awake okay when and you're I, talking about souls yeah yes yeah, so tell us a bit more about the souls because this is very relevant and i think that you had a christian experience there you had a kind of a spiritual experience and then i think people would love to hear mm. could you go into um, that again so that was i was just um sitting in my bed and when that feeling took over me when that sensation you know the like the sense of safety, fulfillment, complete. It took over me. I was very surprised because I have always been living with a with a mentality that I'm always lacking something. So when that took over me, when I I was still awake, I wasn't drunk, I was sober, I did not use drugs, I was not like um, I don't think that was because of the pills because like I stopped taking pills probably like a, like two three weeks. Um, before that right so i saw this this is my best way to explain it it was not like i saw it with my naked eye but i saw it um it was like me standing in the middle in this white space or like a white room and everyone was standing around me and i recognized them and i don't recognize them as people i recognize them as soul although i know that they are um they are my parents they're my friends they are my my grandparents okay but when that occurred to me that i look at them as soul so that's what i said um you know this this um, analogy that i gave you it's like watching a movie and after that movie there is a casting list who plays what role who's the real name of the actor that plays this role and that's when it occurred to me that there is something else out there that that i did not know that i um but I just didn't have enough vocabulary to explain. Mm-hmm. But then again, that is a very, you know, thinking about that now, that definitely planted the seed for me to seek out, to find more about God, to know him. Um, but that is also a very dangerous zone because I think that most Christians these days, we the biggest mistake that we make is that when we go to church or the reason why we follow God or the reason why we follow Jesus is because we're looking for experiences. We're looking for something that's so out of body, you know, something so spiritual. Like we, we think that we are compelled to experience those things in order to be a Christian. Yes. Um, and also that is, there's a fine line between having a spiritual experience and being so deep into the new age or, or superstition. Because if you use your experience to explain the Bible, that is unbiblical. You have to use the Bible to explain your experience. And so far, since because I still haven't gone deep into it, I, I still haven't received my answer 
in the Bible to explain that yeah, experience. Yeah, you're still learning. Yeah, you're still so new. yeah, so so I so I would say that I cannot really, um, I cannot really um, say that that experience was le- was legit because that happened many years ago. But the feeling that I had when I prayed, it's so strong to me. It lasted for only one to two minutes, probably less than two, but it was very strange. It was complete. It was like I was enough. And there's no lacking, mm-hmm. and and um, and that kind of I think that that kind of switched something in my mindset, in my belief at that time, because I was so sick, so I was really desperate to to find a way out of my situation. Mm-hmm. But then again, I think that that experience itself it kind of set me with a wrong mindset. Like I came to God because of my problems, because I wanted to have a way out. So that is a very selfish. Way of thinking, like I want to get something out of God instead of well trying to find. Well, I would say that we're human, and mm. most people start that yeah. way. So yeah, I mean, we start that way. But if we were still like that in ten years' time, just going to God, oh God, I need new car. Can you get me a new car? Oh God, I need this. Like mm. after a while, when you mature, we mm. would hope that we would honor God yeah. for different things. And yeah. you are not selfish doing that. You were desperate, yes. But it takes us humans a situation sometimes to bring mm. us to. Christ uh, we have to we say uh, we have to come to the end of ourself mm. and or rock bottom and all that so it's it's in the rock bottom that we do find something but I just want to say and say to anyone listening she did cry out to God you see there is a calling on the Lord and you will be saved you see she called and I asked Lynn at lunch on Sunday can you tell me exactly what did you say that time you called out, right? Because I want people to know. And she said, well, I wanted to know if he, if you're the real God, I want your help. Yeah? So that was right. See, she asks all the right answers, mm. the questions. Lynn says, truth. Well, truth is good because all I see is lies. So I think truth is good. So like she's using her logic. What's wrong with using logic? And then she says, I want the real God. I don't want the fake God. There's a lot of fake gods out there. Mm. So that's how Lynn had an experience because she called upon the Lord, the Lord being God. Mm. So uh, I just put that as her listeners. They come in sometimes uh, halfway through listening. They don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, (laughs) hang on, you know, you can't, you have to listen to the whole uh, podcast so that you don't pick it up wrong. So... Um, so I think that, you know, uh, people come to God for different reasons uh, yes. for, you know, at different times. And I cannot really say that my testimony is legit, but definitely the testimony is a walk with God. And um, and I think that we need to use rationality. We need to use uh, rational thinking as much as possible because that is a gift from God. I don't think that he... I, I don't think that Jesus Christ would encourage people to blindly believe in him and, and, and you just walk around like a, like a headless chicken. You've got to know your faith, your, your foundation, the evidence. You've got to do study because that, that will be when you have to... There, there will be times when you are confronted um, and you will have to know how to protect your faith, not just be confronted by... Uh, by other people, but also by circumstances in life. And you've got to know why you are here, why you choose to follow Jesus, what are the foundation for that, what are the evidence uh, to support your faith. And it's not, faith is not blindness. It's not, 
It's not just like, oh, like I believe if I do this and Jesus will give me that. That is superstition. But when you have faith in Christ, I think you, you know, you can only have faith in Christ when your ego is dead. Mm-hmm. And that's a continuous fight. It's not just like, oh, like my ego is, is gone. And that means it's not coming back. It will come back at some come point. Back, yes. and, and, you know, that is a continuous yeah. fight. And our will. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you have a lot of awareness, Lynn. It's absolutely amazing and it's great. And I wish there was more people like you in the world. And I don't know where you got it from. I think it's really great. And so you could give some credit to the family. Uh, You know, I always say to atheists, please come and ask questions because (laughs) I don't mind. And so she would have grown up in an atheist family, right? And so you grew up in an atheist family, but atheists ask a lot of questions so Mm. (laughs) so the good thing about that is you were giving you were given sort of oh okay so you didn't have god but you had a little questioning mind Mm. and so that questioning mind led you into this relationship with god so which is great and and everybody lynn is very transparent lynn is very transparent about her journey she's not saying she knows it all and but I can tell you, me walking with God a long, long time, she's a more of an understanding than many Christians that I know today who are walking with God for a long, long time. So I, that's why I wanted to interview her. Here's a girl who just discovered Christ and she seems to know more than people. So I want people to, why don't you get like her? Why don't you get like Linga? Open your Bible, all of us, and get in and start looking for the truth and start doing it in a way that would change the world. So I can tell by listening to you that you were, you know, and I have a heart for young people that went through that COVID experience because I went through it myself, but I was older, okay? I was in my 40s. I had some life uh, experience for challenges. My emotional world was able to sort of adjust. But I think that was so difficult for people who were young. And for you to come out of that with a kind of a strong conviction that we're living in dark world, evil, evil like we just can't believe it. And like you say, people are turning away and they're just doing avoidance, things like maybe turning to drugs or gaming or whatever, head in the sand. We don't want to look at the evil. Mm -hmm. And so I'm totally with you and in total agreement with you that we got to choose where are you standing nowadays. It's no no longer just la, 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 like you said. It's where are you? Are you standing with good or are you standing with evil? And I can tell you as for myself as a long-term Christian, the Bible will lead you to good, goodness, And it's called, the faith is fighting the good faith, the faith which is for good and against evil. And the Bible is like that. So you won't find the Bible is leading you to evil. Now, people will say, oh, they're killing people in the Bible. Yeah, they kill people in war too. So um, the Bible is not meant to say that we are perfect when we follow God. That means we will not commit crimes or we will not commit sin. But I think when you follow Christ, it also takes. It also requires some commitment from your part as well. It's not like, like Jesus take the wheel, then I would just live my life, and then you know, like uh, like reading tea leaves or, or falling into this deep black hole of superstition and mm. not knowing witchcraft. And, yeah, and and not knowing your your rational thinking. Mm-hmm. It requires some part from you as well. Yeah. But then again, you've got to understand that God does the majority of the work. The redemption is not up to you; it's up to God. 
Um, he does the salvation. He does all of that. Mm-hmm. So when you believe that, you know, so, so when you understand that your salvation is not up to you, it's up to God, that takes away the ego of performance. Amen. Yeah. Yes, you understand it that, very well. That takes away... Yeah. You know the sense of like you didn't do it. Yeah, you didn't earn like, it. Like like I have to perform well anything. all the time. Yeah, yes. They as long as you have faith in him. Not works. They say not works in the Bible, but mm. basically you're not. You don't earn your salvation. Mm. So you can be good girl and go to church and serve and serve and serve, and then still not have salvation if mm. you don't. Yeah. So that takes away the boasting. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a humbling. Mm experience that god chose you mm. so faith is so faith in christ is the same you know and it's not just like like i believe in something that doesn't have any basis mm. you have to read the the new testament you have mm. to read the bible and then you come up to the conclusion by yourself you have to look at how jesus christ lived how he died um and you you compare that to the lies. You have to always compare that to the lies that yes. they are telling you today. And mm-hmm. then you, you, you choose for yourself. Mm-hmm. But my faith in Christ is not like my life will be perfect after I follow him. Mm-hmm. But whenever I make a decision, whenever I deal with the problems or whenever I, or like when I struggle uh, with obsessive thoughts, for instance, yeah. when I obsess, when I'm struggle, well, when I struggle with fantasies or with imaginations or with um or with you know negative inner feelings yeah i know where i need to go to and that is when faith comes in and it's not like oh i i believe jesus will deliver me from this but more like i try my way it did not work and i'm gonna put faith in you and i and i don't put faith in you blindly with no evidence i saw how you lived I trust your teaching. I be, I have faith in the resurrection that it did happen. Yes. And believe. And I believe what what you teach me is true and I follow you instead of listening to my own knowledge or yeah. you know believe in in what I believe in or believe in what other people say. Yeah, that's great. So uh, you feel if if any of the temptations from your old life were to come back you would uh, ground yourself in the scripture and say I'm feeling tempted to go back to that lifestyle or it could happen. It could happen because you're still kind of, you know, changing, you know, you've had your spiritual transformation, but there's a a working out of our salvation then. So sometimes it takes a while to get those habits out of us. It takes, yeah. Yeah. So it takes some time. And you have some scripture, I see. Do you have a scripture you want to share with us there that you find gives you strength at this time in your journey? Um, well, I have some verses that I keep in my phone. So like I yeah, said, the first, um, the Jesus saying, um, I am the way that the truth and the life that yes. mm-hmm. always takes me back whenever I have hard times, mm-hmm. um, debating or arguing against what I used to believe or what I deem to be true. Um, so his truth yeah. is bigger than my truth yeah and it's a good he short one like yeah a mantra. yeah exactly and yeah. i also stick with um corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 mm-hmm. um and and also hebrews chapter 11 okay do you have them one. there yeah mind reading them out it's um, also good if anyone's <laughs> listening yeah so korea uh, so corinthian uh chapter 10 verse 5 um Casting down imaginations and everything and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God 
and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's excellent. Yeah. I love that one. That's so um, these verses and uh, Hebrew yes. uh, chapter 11, verse 1, 11, now, 1. now faith is confidence. Sorry. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Yeah. For somebody who struggled with trust issues, with deep, deep, deep desire to control, yeah, These you wouldn't be alone, to... by the yeah. way. Most of the world is like that. <laughs> yeah, yes, trust issues, the need to control. So, ha- and you feel this verse helps you to have faith and to trust in God. Yeah, yeah, because they are God's word. Because yeah. I, because like I said, you go back to 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 the heart of the gospel, the resurrection. Yes, He is the truth, right? Yes, the Bible is the, the Bible was written by eyewitnesses during the time of other eyewitnesses. So, it's not just a book it's a evidence it's, it's, it's documents. historical yeah it's, it's not just historical it also documents um human's nature human's tendency human's patterns and what i noticed that humans two thousand years ago before even before uh before the um the crucifixion before jesus christ was was crucified which was like 33 bc compared to we are today mm-hmm. We are still the same. We haven't changed, not even a bit. We're, we're still the same. The culture might be different. The yes. political, the food, the certain, country. Yeah. yeah, I know. I travel. I'm Geography. Like, we're all human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So things might. So the culture might be different. So our challenge is that we have to look through that cultural barrier, and uh, this is a very, you know, kind of bigoted argument that um, that or bigoted reason that lots of atheists use, like oh, like it, it was. Like it happened a long time ago, so it's completely ah, irrelevant. I heard that. But, yeah. but what I noticed is, when I argue against uh, the debates, or when I try to convince myself, because I want to convince myself that this is true, I I have to convince myself and to say, in a way, not in a sense like I like I believe I I believe and I believe. I have to write down arguments and po- and wow. and. That's good. You know, like like, no like, like like you have yeah. to like like you have to you... argue against yourself as if like like you're trying to convince another I, person. I understand. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to the resurrection, I actually had this argument. I said, so you know, you have lived in a communist country. What is the difference between somebody who died for a lie, uh, that mask as a as a fake truth, versus somebody who died for the truth, for the ultimate truth? So what's the difference? Because, um, if you compare that to other religion, for example, you see, you know, terrorists, Islam, I mean, like like uh, like Islamic terrorists, who bombed, uh, who hurt innocent people because they believe that they will go to heaven, or or they feel that is the call from God, or you see people who die for a political ideology. So what's the difference between that and the disciples who were executed by the Romans because of the because of the truth that that Jesus Christ did resurrected. Mm-hmm. That yes, he did yes. resurrect. Yeah, what was the cause? Yeah. So the cause of their death was truth. So what is the difference? Yeah. What is the difference? Yeah. Make them think. Exactly. It's a very good thing that you question yourself where you came from, and then you can go, oh, yeah, good question. And if you talk to another atheist or they're listening, they should ask these questions also. What do you think? You're from yeah. somebody from a communist country or whatever. So uh, there are excellent ways to come at the faith, and mm. it's great. And it's, there's a lot of atheists out there. And 
maybe uh, your message will really help them, Ling, you know. But I'm really glad that you're on the journey. And God saves people one at a time. And God changes the world one soul at a time, yeah. And that is our call as Christians, saving souls, yeah. It's mm. called soul winning, some people call it. But we're, we're called to save souls. And you probably read about Jesus saying you will become fishers of men. So that's your job now. You are now a fisherwoman. <laughs> and they do a lot of fishing here, by the way. We're looking at a lake. And uh, they do a lot of fishing in Vietnam. So you can go to the Vietnamese <laughs> and say, do you know I'm a fisher of men and you're a fisher of fish? And then you can start your conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for fishers of men means we are finding people to give them their soul back. And I think your dream is beautiful. I would encourage you to do something about the dream for your own memory, that you would keep that memory because the, the memory of you having, like what I'm feeling from that vision, that vision you had, I think it's beautiful. What I'm seeing is that you saw the people that you love. Mm. And their souls have not been saved. Yes, because, well, it's obvious because they are atheists still. Um, My parents are deep, deep, deep into scientism and new atheism, um, which is not really like a good thing. Uh, They think that, like I said, they think that God doesn't exist. It's not just he doesn't exist. He never occurred to them. it's, it's so interesting because my dad is actually very interested in um, in the cosmos. He really wants, like, he he's really into um, astrology. He's really into learning about physics, about chemistry, about nature. And he's always in awe whenever he watches, like, a natural document, like a, like a document yeah, about nature yeah, and, and, how, and, um, and how the cosmos works and how the universe works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never occurred to him to question how all of these things come to exist. Mm. He never questioned that. He only admires, but he never cares where it came from. Ah, that's very good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I don't know how people don't mm. ask that question, but I don't know what goes on in the mind of an atheist. I don't know why that question doesn't say, wow, there must be a creator for the creation. Mm. But, um, Anyway, that will be your challenge. <laughs> you have a challenge because you are now the only new Christian in the family. And um, uh, before we come to the end now, how, are your parents aware and happy enough about your changing decision? Um, they still don't know uh, about my faith yet because, because like, like I said, um, I think that um, if you want to preach the gospel, you've got to be able to convince yourself first because... Of course. Because... Yeah. If you are not able to answer those questions, then you will not be able to answer the question that people have. Absolutely. So yeah. you have wisdom. Yes. And it's better. And uh, there have been experiences of uh, new born again Christians running home, trying to convert the whole family and causing lots of drama and mm-hmm. fighting. And it doesn't always work because, mm. um, and you can demonstrate love. Mm. As you learn, you demonstrate. And it works. It's more powerful. You'll be a witness like the disciples. <laughs> You'll be the witness. Well, she's very different. You know, so let the, that's wonderful. We could go on, but I'm trying to uh, uh, um, not have it too long so the listeners will get a good understanding of your story. Okay, so just coming to the end, Ling, that was really wonderful, and I really enjoyed listening to it. And I know the listeners will enjoy it too. 
So I just want to close on this one thing. Um, Christians, uh, Christians believe in a very personal relationship with Jesus. Born again. I will say born again Christians yeah. because many Christians are not having this relationship. So we talk about a very close relationship with the Trinity, which is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and when we say relationship, so that can come under the term of Father, the Father. Yeah. Uh, God could be motherly even. Yeah, mm. but like, you know, I, I don't follow Mary. I don't follow Mary's mother, but m just a kind of parent, right? But we say it is a father, is the word, and Jesus, a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Mm. Okay. And we believe that that means a relationship is we can tell God anything. And you seem to have had that from the beginning. But how do you feel about that now? Do you feel a personal connection like that? Um, it started off very weird. Uh, you know, I thought you only pray when you want something. And if you don't want anything, so why, so why should you pray? So like, again, that was a very, uh, you know, like I was focused on myself. So I was the center. Like I want something from you. That's why I come to you. But slowly, I think that it takes practice. Prayer takes practice. Communication yes. takes practice. Yeah. I think that it's, it's applied for everyone. Um, even in, you know, human relationships, social relationship, marriage, the same thing with God. Um, but yeah, but I can say that it's getting more natural to me. Um, I think that it's getting more natural because it depends on how much I know about God. It depends on my knowledge. And then the faith comes after that. And I don't, I, I, I think that it also has to do with me incorporating the verses or what I read in my real life. Yes. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's, um, it's a very interesting thing that I, I, I just don't know how to explain it. It's not just a spiritual, it's not just something that, that only a few people have, uh, have the gift or have the privilege to, to experience that. But I think it also demands you to be open to, to, you know, to cross that border, mm -hmm. to, to let your ego, you know, to, to let your, um, to, uh, to drop your, your pride mm -hmm. and what you deem to be true, which means you come to God as a, as like a white piece of paper and you mm -hmm. let him change you from that. But again, you know, um, as I walk with him, um, I do believe that he's working on some of my problems that I have, not necessarily that they will go away after a while, but because I submit my will to him. So whenever those, those difficulties or, or those challenges or those triggers happen, I, instead of fight against them based on my own knowledge, I fight against them with his knowledge and my faith in him that, okay, you said this, you said that you are the truth. So what you say is true. So I will use what you say to fight against, to, to battle against the problems that I have. And slowly, those things, they submer they yeah. they decrease. Yeah, yeah. They get yeah. better. Mm. Um, and like I said, it doesn't happen overnight. So don't have high expectations. Don't don't expect like, like God is going to deliver you from that. And then, wow, like I suddenly get cured yes. after five minutes or, yeah. or like, or like I, I feel the Holy Spirit feels in you. I think that that is a very dangerous zone to yes. to to walk into, especially if, if you 
if if you're new and you don't spend a lot of time reading the Bible, it's very easy to be persuaded by you know by new age pastors or by yeah because you have to discern the churches as well and not all Christian. You know, and the Bible does, like you say, Jesus challenged the Pharisees mm-hmm. and they were religious leaders. And then you have false prophets, which are like false pastors yeah. and false disciples. Mm-hmm. So if you're new and you're going to have people in the church who are not actually real Christians, then you could be led astray and then mm. be disillusioned mm. too early. Mm. So I think uh, what you're saying is right. And it's great advice for new Christians out there. Don't have high expectations of your whole world changing and oh, ha- hallelujah, suddenly, wow, this is amazing. Like God's not a mm. magician. Mm. And so that kind of foolishness is, mm. and, and people do make foolish mistakes and then they suffer later and then they come back and blame god (laughs) so like let's use our intelligence and i like the way you do that because i encourage people to use all the disciplines why Mm. not and come at it from a christian perspective and then bring it to the lord like you said to cast down every thought Mm. and say well god line it up against the bible well that doesn't and then that's you can discern Okay, Ling, that was great. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Very much. That was wonderful. I really enjoyed uh, listening to Ling there, and I'm sure you all did. Um, um, We will be, um, I will be following up her journey here while I'm in Hanoi, and uh, she's here at my apartment at the moment, so we're having a good time. I think we need another cup of tea or coffee, don't we? (laughs) Okay, everyone, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon. God bless now.